CalCast is delivered by FedEx, our presenting sponsor. FedEx can help your business reach new customers and simplify your shipping operations. See how FedEx can help your company grow by visiting fedex.com slash e-commerce. That's fedex.com slash e-commerce. Hello, folks. Coach Cal, the CalCast. Um, had a lot of fun. Last week's guest, Rick Bettino, um, people got a charge out of it, listened to it. I mean, you know, hundreds of thousands of people listened to that thing. I, I, it's crazy. Well, let me tell you about this week's guest. Multi-talented superstar, actor, singer, songwriter, entertainer. Comedian, if he wanted to be. Drake. That's right, folks, Drake. We talk for a while, and it's a conversation that he reveals things that he hasn't talked about anywhere else. So if you're a fan of his, you got to listen to the whole thing. Um, I've known him since he was 20, 21. He has never changed. This young man is hungry now. He's 30 years old. He is hungry. He is driven, some by fear, and he'll, you'll, you'll hear why he's driven, yet he's humble. He knows that he had breaks along the way that gave him this opportunity, and he talks about him. He doesn't forget. I've been in his company with his mother. You cannot believe the respect he shows his mom. And, you know, like all of us, I can remember being his age and my mom is somewhere with my friends. He's not embarrassed. He doesn't care. This is my mom. Um, My daughters now, when I first started having, you know, knowing and talking about Drake, they're like, you don't know Drake. I go, yeah, I do. He was on Degrassi. My daughters watched him on Degrassi. I've that that was like their show, which I didn't know about. But he talks about how that came about. He started when he was 14 or 15 and then worked his way to where he is now, which is, at the end of the day, I can't imagine he's not going to be an icon that you talk about. Um, but here, here's what's great. I swear when I'm, he's never changed. He's the same guy. He treats people with great respect. He's not this arrogant, this is about me, the rest of you are just here. He has none of that in his bones. All right, I got Ellen here. We got to give a little time and love to Blue Apron. She made me an unbelievable shrimp dish yesterday that I walked in the door and said, wait a minute, tell me what this is. And it was really good. Why don't you tell them what we did? What's this the name was the of it? spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage and fur cake. It was really good, really easy to make. And uh, so the the shrimp came in its own package, and all the other stuff did. Yes, it did. Yes, it was good. Everything else was packaged separately. You uh, cook things, you brown things, and uh, but it wasn't really like, quick. Wasn't real spicy. It, it just had a good taste to it. It did, uh, but there is an ingredient that I 
might have not put enough in for you because it's the uh, it's called Sambal Oalek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so try that again. I know. I think that, that might have made it a little spicier if I'd put a little bit more of that. Oh, so in. you were thinking of yourself again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> There's no I in team. Do you know that? Oh, I do know that. <laughs> Is there any you in team? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes the way you spell it, a oh, Y-O-U. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But this was good. Quick and easy and uh, looked good and tasted good. Blue Apron delivers great meals made with fresh ingredients right to your door for less than $10 a meal. I'm telling you, you guys are going to love Blue Apron, and you can try it for free. Here are a few of the meals that you could be enjoying in January. Pork chops and garlic piccata with scallion rice and spinach. Mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas with lime sour cream. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping right to your door by going to blueapron.com slash coach. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash coach. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So let's go to this conversation with Drake. I really hope you enjoy it. Here he is, Drake. So today's guest, multi-talented superstar who does it all from acting to entertaining to singing. And when I saw him at the ESPYs, and I've known him for a long time, but when I saw him at the ESPYs, I went, oh my gosh, this dude's going to be an icon. What in the world? And I hadn't seen you in that environment. I have Drake on. That's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've got Drake on. And, and Coach. You know, it's so it, look, I really appreciate you doing this and sharing with the, because, uh, you know, people, people want to know, you're 30 years old. You're 30. You got your whole yeah. life ahead of you. And, you know, some of it, I do want to get into, you know, how you got into acting. Because how old were you then? Um, you know, I started, I started acting around, uh, I, think, I think my first season of Degrassi, I was like 15 or 16 wow. when we first. How I mean, did you probably, just, yeah. how did that come about? Um, I had a, a kid in my class. His name was, uh, Jesse Abrams and, um, his dad was an agent and, um, his father's name is Norbert. Great guy. Um, amazing, amazing person in, in my life. I always, you know, have a lot of love for him. And basically I, I asked, I had my mother ask his mom, I think if I could get an, get a, a, a sit down with his dad to audition for his agency. Um, I had been doing like print work, you know, my mom had had me in like stuff like, you know, when they have those catalogs, like for like Walmart Halloween costumes and stuff like I have, I'm sure I have like a hundred of those pictures floating around. Um, but it, yeah, so, uh, I, I was doing print work and then I, this, this gentleman Norbert let me, um, come in and audition for him. And he said, uh, I auditioned and he said, well, you know, you're, 
you're not great. You know, you're not great, but you know, you're, you're good. And you seem like a really good guy. And my son vouches for you. So I'm going to give you a, a shot. Uh, I'm going to put you on a trial period. So that basically means, you know, he'll give you two months. I think it was, uh, I think it was eight weeks to land something, anything, you know, I'm going to send you out for a bunch of auditions and you, you know, you got two months to land something, which anyone in the acting world knows is not, it's not that much time, but he had a full roster. So he was in a position to sort of offer up ultimatums like that. And I think within the first three weeks, um, I landed, um, I landed Degrassi. That was my first thing that I ever landed. I have a crazy story for you about that, actually, which like kind of shaped my life moving forward and how serious how serious I take things. I don't know if you want to hear it. I can tell it to you. But, I love it. Um, okay, so uh, I actually got uh, I got an audition for Degrassi, and at the time I was going to. Uh, this is just like a kind of an anecdote for like anyone younger that's listening or anyone that's trying to, you know, figure out their life. I, I was, I was in a position where I was going to a school that was, um, just a place where I didn't feel like I fit in. And, um, I didn't, you know, I felt a lot of pressure to sort of make friends by any means necessary. I didn't have many friends there. And, um, I did something very stupid, which I made sure I never did again. And this is a huge reason of, why I behave the way I behave now. Um, but I went to, uh, I went to this kid's house. I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be cool. It was like a couple of hours before my audition for Degrassi. And, um, I, I got high for the first time, stupidly enough. And, uh, I had to go do my, my first audition ever, like pretty much just, I was so out of it. I like smoked marijuana for the first time. And, um, and I just was so angry at myself. I, I was in tears. I was like, thought I threw my whole life away, you know, just to be cool, just to fit in. And luckily enough for me, I was gifted a callback um, to come audition again. And, you know, from that moment forward, I never, I take, I take everything I do so seriously, especially like performances. And I never, like, I'll never let myself ever jeopardize my career for something like that. And, and still to this day, I, I, I never, you know, I might, we might celebrate and have like a glass of wine before a show or something or, or, a, or, or one drink, but I'll never, I'll never get intoxicated before anything I mean, I don't really get intoxicated too often, period, but I, I'll never get to that point before I have to do something serious because of the Degrassi and just because of that situation I was in. So it actually kind of really shaped my my entire attitude towards professionalism, which kind of was funny to happen at like 15 years old or 16 years old. But that was that was kind of how I got my start, you know, that was uh, and I went back and obviously I didn't repeat the same action. I went back and, um, the part was originally for like this, um, football player. It was all like, it was, it was intimidating too, because it was really, the role was for, you know, a Caucasian football player. And, and they, uh, just allowed me to audition. And when I came back to do my second audition, I just knew I had to captivate them. And, uh, they changed the role to, you know, a, a mixed, uh, mixed race basketball player and that was kind of how i got my my start amazing amazing hey let me ask you 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 love basketball too i do i mean you're you're into it if you were a high school player where would you be going to play college basketball 
that can't be a that can't be a serious question for you from coming from from you. Um, I mean, without I, if you were one and done, I'll, I'll if you were you this, one I'll and done. <laughs> Um, I, uh, the, the Kentucky basketball program, honestly, is something else that I can say. And I mean, you know, this, I don't know how many people know this. I try and say it as much as I can, because I mean it from the bottom of my heart, but you're one of my, the most iconic mentors in my life period. And I don't even know, I, I mean, I don't even know if I've ever really fully got a chance to tell you why, but coming to Lexington and seeing the basketball program, seeing the way that, you know, not only your team, not only your staff, but just an entire culture, an entire, uh, city looks, looks at you as, as, as this figure that they can always, you know, uh, find solitude in. It really, it really was inspiring to me. And it, it just reminded me why, uh, why that's so important. You know, I, I was just so inspiring to come there and, and see, um, you know, all these, all these people that sort of are funneling through the system, uh, all these kids, and, you know, it's up to you to give them something, uh, motivation, inspiration, tools, knowledge that they can take with them on their journey. Because a lot of them, you know, I mean, there's different journeys, but a lot of the, the a lot of them are very, very, very important journeys in the sports world. And, you know, I, I had an immediate, um, a, a, a newfound, but an immediate respect for, for you as a man. And I started to, um, kind of start thinking about my own life and the fact that that was something that was missing in my life. And I started thinking about education and how important it is to walk into the classroom and be, um, to be motivated, you know, to be inspired and to feel loved. Because when I came to Lexington and I met you, you know, I didn't want to leave. I, I, I would have probably traded my life at that moment to like play Kentucky basketball and be, you know, under you. And it was, it was, it felt like a mentor. It felt like a father figure. It felt like, um, this incredible feeling. And at 26 years old, uh, it made me go and reconnect with the teacher that I loved the most, uh, it through grade nine through 11, 11, before I decided to stop going to high school. Uh, and I reconnected with her and we would, I mean, we still talk every day, but at that, at that point in time, we would talk a lot. And I asked her if she would help me, uh, graduate high school. And I felt like I was doing it, um, just in honor of what I, uh, and this is not just to say this cause I'm on, on, on this uh, show, but like, I felt like I was doing it just to honor what I had seen, uh, in Lexington and that feeling that I had, like I was a part of something and I wanted to, uh, along with obviously doing it for my mother, who's a retired teacher, but I really had this desire to finish. And so I went through the motions for an entire summer and got all, got all the credits in order. And then I went and I wrote my exams with a classroom full of kids. And I ended up actually getting to attend a, a graduation ceremony in which you took the time out of your insanely busy schedule. I had to. <laughs> I, I had mean, to. Was, it, for you to do that. Look, I, I see you and what you've been able to do. You're a role model in how you're doing what you do. Let me let me say one thing. I got to go back. I read a book uh, where you come up with your life's word, you know, the, that word. And for me, it's what are your skills? What are your passion and where can you make a difference? Right. And that word for me is hope. Yeah. My my 
I hope that I create hope for other people where maybe there wasn't hope or where like that's what I'm looking at for me. And I look at you and say the lives you're touching and you decided that it was important that you went back yep. and finished your high school degree. I was going to be there. I flew right in. Didn't tell you. No, you didn't. And you're looking like, oh my, what? Yeah, I just and I couldn't. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, like I said, you know, your your schedule. I mean, just looking at it is like a daunting task, you know. But it's. I know. I know what's required of you. I know how insanely busy you are. And for you to attend my graduation, things came full circle for me because I'm staring at the the man who pretty essentially inspired me to finish something. You know, you inspired me to finish something to do with the school system because that wasn't ever an interest to me. I never had somebody to motivate me uh, in that space. And when I met you, I just, uh, it, it just changed for me. You know, I, I really, well, I, I, I mean, I even told you my goal was just to be able to say that I was eligible for, you know, some form of uh, <laughs> acceptance to Kentucky. That was my goal. You know, I and, always, and you are, yeah, exactly. and you are, you know, <laughs> yeah, that know. you have a lifetime, you've got the lifetime scholarship that my players <laughs> yeah, have. You can always come back. I know that's a, it's, a, it's an incredible feeling, but yeah. So to answer your question, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, uh, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't have to do some uh, big spectacle of uh, of choices with different caps on the table. I would just. I would go straight to Kentucky because because <laughs> I'd have to play. You know, I'd have to play under you. You know, that would be that would be one of the greatest things that could ever happen in my life. And it's it's funny because for people that always say like, oh, you know, Drake is Drake is like a bandwagon fan. How did he even come to become a, a Wildcats? But you know, people don't understand like how. How yeah. deep that story is for me. You were, and what you, were in your, me, so. you were in your early 20s when we met. I, I got to tell you. Exactly. Our guys, <laughs> you came in our locker room in 2014. The guys yeah. were in awe when you walked in. Like, we had just beaten <laughs> Wisconsin on a buzzer beater, and you're yeah. jumping around and dancing. I mean, even, <laughs> even you know, when you came in when John Wall and the guys were here, you stayed yeah. close to those guys. Look. Of course. You go to their games, you go to the Raptor games, you're going to different places. They go yep. to your concerts. And I know that yeah. because I was up at the OVO Fest. And and again, yeah. were you embarrassed that a 50-year-old guy was at one of your concerts? Is that embarrassing? Never. You, <laughs> you, no, it was legendary. Come on. <laughs> so so I, I, I walk in and all of a sudden I see John Wall and Trey and I'm seeing all my yep. guys up there. And I'm like, what is this? And so you've stayed connected, um, and I know you do. And I can't imagine when you're sitting yeah. there in the first row, the first thing, all my guys, DeMarcus yeah. Cousins, and let me thank you publicly, because anytime yeah. DeMarcus struggles, you're the first one on the phone. You're the first one to get a message to him. You're, you've yeah. been there. So, uh, But my guys, yeah. what? When they see you, what do they do? <laughs> I mean... We, we 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 just just like we we're we're family, you know. It's a family, so we. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they coming do? over and grabbing and hey, man, look. Of let course. me say this because you talked about how hard you work. I mean, you're a grinder. Yeah. I mean, I try to get a hold of you sometimes and say he's been in the studio for two days. What's the longest yeah. that you've been in a studio? Tell me what. How do you do this? Um, I mean, I've I've done stretches. Uh, without sleep, you mean, or just like, yeah, well, just you're, as you're, far as... you're like, you're in there and you're saying, man, we're spending 12, 14 hours. I'm going and taking a oh, nap yeah. and we're like, here we go. And we're, we're like five, seven days other than eating a small sleep. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, 
that's that's sort of I mean doing doing stretches or, or long runs is kind of the norm for me. I'll sleep for about like six hours and then try and get like a like a fourteen hour run in um, uh, on on any given day really. But when when a project's coming to a close, I mean we've gone to extremes to finish things like you know I've had an air mattress set up in the recording space where I'll just try and grab 20 minutes here, an hour here. And we'll go like, I've gone like five days straight without a solid six or eight hours sleep. You know, um, it's, it's, it's really, it's one of those things where, I mean, just like everything else in life, it's just about the time that you're willing to put in. And again, it's like, uh, sometimes I have to catch myself because it becomes unhealthy. You know, you need sure. sleep. You need you need to eat properly. You need to you need a schedule. Your body can't really function on this unorthodox pattern. But at the you know at the end of the day, it's all about the time that you're willing to put in. And my 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 biggest fear um, is always when I'm not doing it. There's someone else that's doing it. That's my biggest fear in life. When I'm not doing it, when I take a night off from my personal life, or when I choose to um, just, you know, uh, when I f- choose to decompress or relax, in the, not in the back of my mind, in the front of my mind, my biggest fear is there's somebody that's not relaxing right now, and they're going to stumble upon something. And, you know, if I was, and when you get in, when you get in the studio and you make these, you have these moments that, you know, ultimately propel your career. You have to ask yourself how many moments, how many of those did I miss by not going in on, you know, this given night or that given night, because creating music is, is sometimes all about timing. You know, it's all about me texting this producer at this certain time, him working on a beat and not sending it to someone else, sending it to me, me getting it, me being in inspired in that moment by something that just happened and then writing a song, you know, it's really, it is, it is truly stars aligning music is. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's scary to think about all the ones that you missed cause you didn't, cause you didn't sit in there, you know? So I, I, I don't, I try to not let myself have that. You, that, you work, that fear. you work and people, yes, I work. people I work. don't realize that this didn't come easy. Like you had to get after this. Let me say this. Yeah. Are there any artists that you have not worked with that you'd like to work with? Um, well, 40, uh, 40, who is my partner and we do all of my music together. He, uh, actually got a, <laughs> he got a, an amazing opportunity early, early on in my career to work with Sade on, uh, a remix to one of her songs. And I was this close to being on it. But at that point in my career, she, uh, went and put Jay-Z on it, which obviously is, you know, I mean, understandable. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was one for me. I was always like, ah, oh, I missed that. Like uh, a Sade moment. You know, I just wasn't, I wasn't my, 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 my star wasn't there yet to like, for her to, to hear me out, you know? So hopefully I, I, um, and she, it's since then, I mean, we, we've had a great relationship. She sent me the most beautiful gift on my birthday. And, um, she, uh, comes to, comes to our shows when we're in, when New Europe and we're heading to Europe now. So hopefully I'll see her out there. And that would be my one artist that I, that I'd love to work with. I'd, I'd love to do something. I'm going to even go deeper. Is there an artist yeah. that you'd love to sit down with living or dead that you haven't? How about somebody that you would say, man, if I could have spent 
15, 20 minutes, or if I could have been in a session, is there, who would that be? Um, I mean, I definitely would have loved to sit with Bob Marley. You know, I, I listened to his music my entire life. I studied his life. Um, and just listening to him speak in, in, in interviews that I've seen and knowing what he stood for, I would have just loved to, I would have just loved to understand like what, where, where his mind was at and, and sat and talked with him. And I mean, of course, work together would have been, that's a whole other story, but I mean, if I, if I could sit in, in somebody's presence and just kind of build, that would be, that would probably be the guy, him or, or, or Aaliyah. I'm obviously, uh, a huge Aaliyah fan. She's part of the reason why I decided to sing and rap, you know, uh, stemming from a conversation I had with my dad about how Aaliyah as a woman can make music that you don't necessarily feel self-conscious to listening as a man. Um, you know, with a lot of female singers, it's like, sometimes you just feel like it's so, um, female, like the, the music is so geared towards a female audience that you kind of feel weird listening to it. And Aaliyah just kind of blurred that line. And I tried to do the same thing from a male perspective where I would make music for women to listen to, but guys wouldn't feel uncomfortable playing it. And so she was a big inspiration for me. I would have loved to, uh, to sit with her for sure as well and, and work with her. I think if I could work with anybody and it would sound uh, the way I picture it, it would probably be Aaliyah. So those would be my, my two, uh, my two artists that I unfortunately won't get a chance to do that, but always, you know, those are, that's something I, I dream of for sure. Let's take a quick time out. There's no denying that Drake is one of the most talented people on the planet. If you're looking for the most talented people out there for your business, how would you find them? Here's your solution. Zip Recruiter. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. And ZipRecruiter lets you add multiple people to your account. It's the most efficient way for your team to find the best tire. And how's this for efficiency? No more juggling emails or calls to your office. With ZipRecruiter, quickly scan candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Coach Cal. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by more than 1 million businesses. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Coach Cal. Nobody's better with a big game than Papa John's, and I can think of a couple really big ones that are coming up. Grab some friends and order some delicious pizza, cheese sticks, and more from Papa John's. And get this, if you use my exclusive promo code, Coach Cal, you'll get 25% off your regular menu price order. Just enter Coach Cal when you order online at Papa John's or on the Papa John's app. The offer is good at participating stores in the U.S. only. You can use Coach Cal and try Papa John's delicious stuffed cheese sticks. And I've told you guys how good they are. You can get the bacon cheddar or the Wisconsin stuffed cheese sticks. But hurry, because they're only on the menu for a limited time. Whether it's a big game with friends or anytime you're hungry for some delicious Papa John's pizza, use my promo code, Coach Cal, and get 25% off your regular menu price order any day of the week. 
better ingredients, better pizza, better stuffed cheese sticks, Papa John's. Drake, what's out there now? And I look, fear moves all of us. Like, fear moves right. you. Um, but there's got to be the passion of what's next to achieve. I mean, I saw you on that stage at the ESPYs. Yeah. You were ridiculous. And and, and I said, Michael Jackson-ish. <laughs> I don't know wow. if that's it. And so, I mean, what, <laughs> what, else, lot, what else do you want to achieve? I mean, what things are out there for you? Um, I, um, well, you know, I, I did just turn 30 in October, and I am working on uh, a new project right now. It's uh, – something that I'm doing in conjunction with Apple, which, you know, normally artists in between albums would do uh, a mixtape. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm doing a playlist with Apple. It's sort of the same concept. It's, it's not an album. Um, but it is, uh, it is a body of work that I'm creating, um, just to sort of bridge the gap between my major releases. So to keep people excited, give people new music, let them know that I'm still hungry. But, you know, in working on that, I had to ask myself the other day, like, what, why are you, uh, why are you doing not only this project, but why are you still doing music? What, what are you still doing it for? And, um, and you know, I I, I definitely want to be uh, remembered as a as a forward thinker. Um, this is my conclusion. I, I'm doing it to be remembered as a forward thinker. I want to be uh, remembered, at, much like those people that we just discussed, as an emotion emotion evoking artist. And um, I just want to say things that I want people to remember me by. So I think that that sort of self that conversation with self set me on a new path musically, and I'm really excited to. Uh, to move forward. You know, a lot of the time when you get to this level, you worry about, you know, is this going to work for my shows? Is this song going to be like a big enough hit? Cause people expect me to have the biggest hits. And I think I finally have sort of taken a deep breath, exhaled, let all that pressure go. And now I just want to make music that, um, that I want to live with forever. And not that I haven't been in the past, but just, uh, just to reevaluate that, that, that goal. So that's a big thing for me musically. Um, acting is another, is another thing that I just can't wait to really dive into. I think after I release uh, more life, which is this playlist that I'm working on and finish this tour, I think I'm going to uh, really start to position myself in the acting world and hopefully take some great roles and, um, I'm working on, you know, producing things and developing. So, um, that's really exciting. And in light of the ESPYs, I don't even know if, if I'm like allowed to say this yet, we'll find out, but I'll say it anyway. Um, I'm actually, um, uh, producing and hosting the first annual NBA awards, oh, um, this year. Woo, yeah. I which, like I, that. which I, yeah, I pray that you can come to cause it's only right. Um, but yeah, so first annual NBA awards and, you know, um, I get to take the reins on it, which, uh, again, the ESPYs let me, let me do great things. And, um, I, I thank them a lot for that. You know, usually award shows sometimes are a bit, um, you know, restricted, but they let me do a lot at the ESPYs. So we'll just expand on that concept. I love hosting. Uh, I love being in a room full of just iconic legendary people that I look up to and having that, that pressure to make them laugh and enjoy their evening. So hopefully that'll go well. Um, my end goal crazy enough is, uh, I want to do like kind of another person that I really look up to and, and a, 
sort of a point in time that I miss is like Johnny Carson and like just the appeal of like um, sort of just that that sexy late night fun, late night TV that's funny. Um, so as you know, as I continue on along this journey, I hope to get there one day as well, where I get to just like put on amazing suits every night. Could I be your and, first like, guest? Could I please, be your first that's, guest? That's what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be that. That would be a full circle moment right there. That would be amazing. But yeah, you know, I just want to like put on like Tom Ford every night and like sit with like a glass of wine and <laughs> laugh with people that I've you know sure. spent spent years with in the in the business in the industry or just friends of mine, um, and give people something to watch. At, uh, every night that makes them feel good, you know, makes them laugh. So hopefully, hopefully I'll get there. Um, and I, I mean, there's a lot left, you know, there's a lot left. I still have, uh, I still have maybe not necessarily like pin, I haven't pinpointed, um, goals yet, but I have a lot of emotions left to, to, to feel. And I have a lot of things to achieve that I know will, uh, bring me, you know, gratification. So, um, I, I really, I, it's tough to put into words, but I know that there's a lot more for me to, uh, to strive for. And I'm excited, you know, just to kind of go into the next, next chapter. I'm going to throw life. this at you because in coaching success starts to overwhelm you and wins become right. a relief and then it's time to retire you have to have yeah. great joy in bringing a team together and the losses absolutely suck and yes. they de there's grieving that goes along so the wins have to be great joy with everything and that's yes. why what you said i loved it which is man i'm doing i'm gonna put the best music that's gonna be out there for my life and then beyond yes. i mean that's that is unbelievable i mean that's yeah. for me as a coach because i don't ever want to oh we just won thank goodness because we're supposed to win and, right and i don't ever want to be that that's not what i want to be yeah. all right entertainers want to be athletes and athletes want to be entertainers why is that what is that <laughs> Um, I think it's just, you, uh, when you watch someone do something that you just, you can't possibly fathom how they're executing that, you know, I watch basketball. I mean, you know this, but a lot of my, a lot of these guys are, uh, not only peers of mine, but friends, you know, and when I, um, when you look at somebody like, you know, Kevin or, or Steph or LeBron or John or DeMarcus, you look at these guys and you watch them, you know, first of all, they're like cyborgs, basically. They're like, you know, just these, these human beings that have been blessed with the craziest build and set of athletic skills. And you watch them do things. I don't understand how, you know, how they dribble a ball like that. I don't understand how Steph shoots from so far. I, I do, like, it's just, it's something that, you know, we all have our path in life. And whereas like, you know, I can understand how like a comedian is funny or I can understand how an actor is like a great actor though, because they're sort of closer to my, my world. I think that athletes and entertainers are so far apart in the skill set that when we look over there, we see 
the unattainable. And when they look over here, maybe they see the same thing. Uh, well, they so, they were at the concert. LeBron was there. He had a whole. <laughs> you had him on a platform. You had all these yeah. guys. And let me just say this before I left, and you know I left early. I'm the one that yeah. usually my my players. What I always say is, excuse me, I'm going to the bathroom. They know that means yeah. he's out. He is not coming back. Oh, yeah, that's it. So Trey Lyles was there, and, and I'm walking out. He says, Coach, you going to the bathroom? I said, yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. But they looked at you, and you could just see the joy, and then – you amaze them. You know, you can, I can see it. I can feel it. And it's amazing that they would love to be able to do what you do. And I think you're right. They look and say, it's just yeah. not attainable for me. And how's he do this? How's he move all these right. people? And it's, uh, you know, but they well, want to be you and you guys, you guys, they want you, the NBA, uh, yeah. what is it? The uh, celebrity all-star game dudes are diving to get in this thing. They're training. Uh, they got trainers. They got, come on. Of course. I mean, I, I, I like, you know, majority of my life is sports. It's funny because it's like, and sometimes when we get out on the court, you know, I have a basketball court at my house and when we get out there, we play so hard. I have to remind myself, like, I don't get paid from this. I got to relax. Cause I still have to do a tour and, you know, I've torn my ACL already playing basketball. So, you know, it is, it is. And even on the flip side, you know, like I go to Oracle Arena and I'm just in awe of the the fan base and the loyalty and the skill on the floor. And then, you know, I'll go to Oracle Arena two weeks later and perform a concert and I won't I, I it doesn't even register that I'm in the same building. And I guess maybe for, for these guys who are playing a team sport for me to go into Oracle and be on stage by myself, having to sort of um, make sure that 18,000 or 19,000 people leave there saying they had a good time, maybe to them is, 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 is unfathomable. And to me, it's like, you know, I love what I love about sports. And this is something that I've always wanted to say. What I love about sports is I love that it is, I love that it, there's a clear cut winner. Because in music, sometimes it gets frustrating. You can, you can try your hardest. You can do your best. You can have the most incredible year, whether, whatever that is for you, whether you achieved a feeling that you wanted or whether you achieved numbers and statistics or whether you achieved both. But in our sport of music, there is no clear cut winner. It is all opinion based and there's no score. There's no trophy at the end of the year. It is, and, and I, you know, there's something about the competitor in me. It bothers me that, that there's no, there's no trophy to hoist at the end of the year. And not to say that there aren't award shows and trophies, but again, those are all opinion based, sometimes controlled by politics, sometimes controlled by the popular fan vote with, which like with the internet, you know, it just really, you just kind of got to write it off as like whoever, you know, has the most interaction with their fans might win the award. But I, I love sports for that reason. I, and, and, and like you just said, it causes sorrow and pain and it causes massive amounts of joy. Um, and that's my, that's my, that's why I gravitate towards sports because I, I believe in my, in my heart and in my mind, I'm a true competitor and I exist in a space where, you know, there isn't really, it's not black and white like that. There is no clear cut winner. And 
that's why, you know, when, when I want to get motivated or when I want to, um, see something in that space, I have to turn on a Wildcats game. You know, I got to turn on an NBA game. I got to watch college football because that's the only way I can get my fix. Um, as, as a competitor, other than doing what I do in my space, but still, you know, I mean, that, that's why I Your love Your name sports. came up last week. I love to go to see championship excellence. My Steelers, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Yes. <laughs> so I go up, and Mike Tomlin is a dear friend of mine, and, and it, yep. before the game, he was so jacked up. And, and so I go up to the games, and I'll go to game seven. I was at game seven, World Series. I was there. LeBron was in it. Oh, it was unbelievable. I had a tweet go out. The tweet was a little long. So at the bottom, I told my guy, just make sure the end, it says you only live once. So he puts (laughs) on there YOLO. Well, I I don't know what YOLO is. I don't even know YOLO. So they asked me. He gave me the hip. Oh, yeah. My God. Now, (laughs) understand. The super hip abbreviation. (laughs) That's what he gave you. So so when he put it in, I'm in front of 15 cameras, media, and they say, Coach, do you know what YOLO means? And I go, what? (laughs) And and then my guy who would type up the the tweets that I send out says, well, I didn't have space. I didn't have the characters, so I just – and they say you yeah, did. My daughters big. killed me. You are too. <laughs> you are too old to be. I said, "Come on, man. I'm still fifty-ish, ish." And I said, "You got to <laughs> hit my line for those ones, man. You can't. You, we can't let you go into the to the press room not prepared I, for those." I, and they said you did it. <laughs> they said that was your stuff. You're the one that broke that out. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I believe I believe the lineage of it traces back before me, but I was the one that sort of uh, made the term popular. Yeah, I love it. Next time, next time you'll call me, I'll 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 put you yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you got you so got to give me some can. of this stuff. You know, I'm I'm like I, <laughs> I think I'm on top of it. I'm not. All right, let's do this one. I'm asked all the time. Okay. All right, Anthony yeah. Davis, Carl Towns, which one? Oh man! See, they do that um, to me. They do that to me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, okay, I'll say this. Uh, you know, I was, I'm part of like, I'm part of one, I'm part of the Kentucky years. Um, when, when AD was there and, um, that was a, that was a great time for me. Um, I I'll say this about Carl. I'm, I, I'm probably more excited to see Carl, um, develop and where he goes i think that he's gonna be i mean he already is but i think he's gonna be one of the most exciting players uh in the league and but i i have to i have to go with ad just because he's good i mean oh, is he good? I, I, i'm too invested in that yeah, yeah. in that year you yeah, know yeah. i'm too invested in that All right, here's another two team, players so. here's two guys okay uh john wall and a healthy yep. you know i had Derek in memphis the healthy Derek rose john wall a healthy uh, Derek rose um, I, I'm, I'm going to, I have to go John wall all day. You know, um, I think I've, I've watched John do some incredible things. I've watched him play some, some great basketball. And I think this year, um, you're seeing, you're seeing 
somebody who's ready to to be. I, I, he's already a star, but I think I think John was always destined to be a superstar in the league. And I think this year you're really seeing, you know, just that. Sometimes we got to click out. You know, sometimes we got to click out and just realize where we're at in the moment. This is the time right now. There's going to be no other time. And I think that I think that John's having that moment this year, and I'm excited just to I see too. where that moment takes him. Yeah, I so I would I would say John all day. All right, so here's my goal before I retire. You know, when I said to okay. you what what's out there, I want to have yeah. you and I sitting feet on the wood at an All Star game, NBA All Star okay. game, and twelve yeah. of the players played for me. Twelve. Now, right now we wow. have eight that are being voted yep. on and it appears as though four should make it four yeah so i got to get eight more so now i okay. got to figure out how we get 12 half the nba all-star game would be our family and you and i wow. mid-court feet on the wood if i can get the tickets i'll get them if not you'll have to pay yeah. for them but we'll be sitting we'll go feet on the wood watching that that's my yes. goal i mean again, by the way i'm locked in you consider that done and and I'll say it now. I'll get the tickets. That'll be my like. That'll be an honor <laughs> be, to get the tickets. That'll be your that, gift. That that'll be your gift. Yeah. All right. Let me <laughs> let me shift a little bit. Okay. Um, when I go in a home and I'm evaluating a, a, a young man to recruit, yeah, I'm always oversensitive, hypersensitive about how he treats his mom, how he treats his grandmother. If I see yeah. any disrespect, to be honest, I usually leave, and that's the end of it. Your right. your relationship with your mom and I've been in your company with her. Yes. What? Tell me about that. Um, you know, my mom is to me, uh, and, and I, I don't want to be like cliche with this term, but you know, my mom is like superhuman to me. My mom has overcome so many things and I was blessed enough to bear witness to this tiny woman, I mean, you know, my mom, my mom's like five, like five, four, like five, three. she's like a very, you know, she's a, she's a superhero in a small package, but she's this tiny woman and she's overcome so much. Uh, I mean, her health issues, um, she's just bounced back from us being down to nothing or in the negative even. Um, and just a lot of things, you know, we, we had a, we had a tough, we had a tough time together. A lot of people kind of get the wrong idea about me. I think, um, as far as just like, Oh, life was easy and he was privileged and he grew up here and all his, he's only, you know, he got here cause his family like paid the way. And I, I sort of read these, these assumptions about my life and how easy it was. But, um, I'm very, very proud of, of, of our, of our journey together. You know, my mom is my best friend and, uh, we fought through a lot together. You know, I, I would, you know, lift her up when she was battling depression. Uh, my mom was very sick. My mom's had surgery after surgery to try and correct the things that are, that are, that have been wrong with her in the past. And I think the toughest thing uh, for us that we ever went through together was just, you know, my mom being a single parent mother and us just being down to nothing, you know, having absolutely nothing, uh, in the bank and, and having really no means to try and turn the situation around. And, um, you know, my father, as great of a guy as he is, was, you know, not necessarily in the picture at that time to, to help us out. And, um, you know, that obviously pushed me 
I realized that it was, it was up to me. You know, my uncle again is an incredible guy who helped our family as much as he could, but I had to make, I had to make something happen if we were going to, if I was going to see my mom smile, you know, if I was going to get my mom to stop smoking cigarettes, if I was going to get my mom back to a healthy, like glowing state, I, I, it was on me. And, um, and I think that's why I was relentless. I, I think that's a, that's a characteristic that is instilled in me forever. I am relentless. Um, and it's all, you know, it's all thanks to my mother. And like you, I mean, like you've seen her, she's a fragile little woman, but she's a warrior. She taught me a lot about persistence and, um, yeah, I, I love her. I love her dearly. I think that she sees her and baby I love my... in the back before, before <laughs> he goes on stage. I've been there. I mean, exactly. it's the greatest. <laughs> yeah, she's she's great. She actually just left my house. She comes over every. She just uh, she just moved to LA. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, she, that is great. Yeah, she's she's started starting a, a new chapter herself. Um, you know, trying to soak up some of this good weather, and she comes over here every day, even if she gets to hang out with me or not. You know, she'll stay in the kitchen and she watches her shows and goes <laughs> on the computer. And, you know, it's, it's great. It's great at this point in my life because. I think for the last like four or five years, me and my mom have been um, just separated due to due to the amount of work that I have and the, the like the workload that that's that's in front of me. I, I didn't I don't get to see my mom that much because she still um, at that time lived in Toronto and just uh, yeah just a few weeks ago she moved to L.A. and and already I can just feel the change in energy. It's great to you know wake up and see my mom every day. Like I said, even if we don't make a day out of it, I still get to see her and give her a hug and we get to talk for a bit. So it's, it's nice, but yeah, I mean, family, uh, I know a lot of people whose, whose mother was responsible for raising them. And like I said, my father is, is a great guy. We have a great relationship and he's another person who I have to tip my hat to because he was able to just sort of turn things around. And, um, we were able to reconnect later on in life and have like a, a real father son relationship. I think for a while, you know, I, I may have not viewed it as, as, as that just due to just how intense life was at that time. And the fact that I felt like it was me and my mom against the world. But, you know, as the years have progressed, me and my dad have built a great relationship. Obviously. I mean, my dad is probably like top five, just like naturally coolest people in the world, you know, the way he dresses. And talks. <laughs> Is that right? You know, oh yeah. yeah he's it. an old school, he, you know, he's a Memphis, old school Memphis player. Yeah, I, love you know, you gotta, I love it. <laughs> I love so, it. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm really proud of him, but, but most of all, it's just amazing to see my mom, uh, healthy and smiling and just, you know, finding her joy in life again. She goes, takes cooking classes in Italy. She goes and does all these things. And it's, it's, it's crazy because, a lot of the time we spent um, down, down and out was because my mom never wanted us to appear that way to other people. You know, she really fought. She fought very hard so that it never looked as bad as it really was. And we lived in an affluent area, but we lived in like, a, you know, we, we sub subletted like a piece of these people, the, this, this house that, this, this couple lived in, you know, I stayed in the basement and my mom stayed on the first floor and then they lived in the rest of the house. But, you know, my mom always tried to keep us, um, tried to keep it looking optimistic, even, even when it wasn't. And I, I respect her a lot for that. I've got a lot of love for her. Well, I, I've got to say this, you know, I've known you again since your early twenties. Mm -hmm. And the greatest thing for me is 
knowing what I knew about you and then continuing to see you, you have not changed. Thank you. And that's the hardest thing in what we all do. Look, the the greatest compliment my friends that I grew up with pay to me is when they say he's been the same. He's never changed. And most of that is not nice. It's derogatory, but that's okay. He's still <laughs> the same guy that he was when we grew up, but yeah. didn't know where to put oil in the car and right. stew, you know, all the stuff they throw <laughs> at you. But that's for me to see you and all that's happening, yeah. how you've stayed and what you've done for your mom to see that your friends you're loyal to your people yeah, of course. and that you, you know, I just can't tell you. I mean, I've seen people gone on the path that you're on yeah. and I look at and say, I don't want to have anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And I look at you and I'm just proud to say that this guy is making it. That's changing lives around him. Yes. That's going to be now changing other lives and wants to, from what you're saying to me, I want to be this to be bigger and deeper than just what I'm doing. I want this to have an impact. And yeah. you know what? You're going to do it. Thank I'm going to be here. We're going to the All-Star game. Yes, Before sir. I retire, we <laughs> got to get 12 All-Stars. Done. So we're going to have to do something. If there's anybody I believe is going to make that happen, <laughs> I promise you it's you. There's, 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 not, there's, there's probably no other individual on this planet that could make that happen, but you seem to manifest all the things that you put into the atmosphere. So I, I, I will, like I said, my job that night will be, uh, will be getting the tickets and, uh, and, and that year, I mean, first of all, I need to know when my next inv- invite to, to madness is. Cause I just, I feel like it's already been too long, but I need to come back and, you know, and get right with the, get right with the entire, you know, wildcat community. Oh, they but, love you. Yeah, Are you no, kidding me? They love you. They love you. <laughs> but we'll be at that game though. I know it. For sure. I appreciate you spending time. Oh, you were you talk about me being busy. You're you're crazy busy and you yep. decided to spend some time and and you know I appreciate it. I'm always going to be here for you. Thank Drake, you. you keep doing your thing. Thank you, coach. I appreciate it. You know anything for you and and like I said, you know, uh, just I I know we're coming to the end, but I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for everything you've done for me. Um I've 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 met a lot of a lot of supposedly iconic people and suppose they're supposed to be great, they're supposed to be legendary, but you are one of those people that, you know, you 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 you're meeting you, knowing you goes beyond, uh, all the, all the myth and all the legend, you know, truly, I, I appreciate you. you. You shaped my life and set me, set me even further in the right direction. So, uh, I'm forever grateful. And like I said, I'm, I'm always here for you anytime, anywhere. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed the conversation. Um, Every time I'm in his company, I, I'm more impressed. Um, he's 30. Like I said, we met when he was 20, 21. And what he's been able to do, and it's funny, karma's a funny thing. He treats people right, and it's come back to him a, a thousandfold. My good friend, a good person, an iconic superstar. That was fun. Um, Super Bowl next week, so I thought I'd bring you a conversation with a very special NFL guest. Subscribe to the podcast and see who it is. And don't forget to rate us and leave us a review so other people can find the show too. Thanks. Thanks.